Hi, I'm Deb Crow, and I want to welcome you to Season 3 of Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with authentic and courageous leaders from all over the globe. You will learn from leaders you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolkit. Leadership belongs to all of us. It's not measured by stature or title. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. On today's show, I'm taking a different approach because I've had a couple of requests that I haven't had a leader or an entrepreneur coming from a sales perspective. So today I want to welcome Simon Severino. He's the founder of Strategy Sprints. He's been an entrepreneur for 19 years. He has executed hundreds of go-to-market strategies with B2B teams around the globe. And he comes from his own personal experience. He scaled his consultancy business, and actually retired himself from operations. He has reached financial freedom and became an investor. And he prides himself that he has helped thousands of entrepreneurs reach financial freedom and have a firm that runs without being dependent on them. So we are going to have a great conversation and maybe we can get him to share some of his blueprint creations that he has shared and helped B2B leaders. So pull up a chair. We are interviewing a different leader today, and we're going to have fun and literally sprint over the next 30 minutes. So Simon, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm so delighted that your team and my team found each other, and I'm delighted to talk about the word that either gives a positive connotation or a negative connotation. We're going to talk about sales and marketing today. So how are you feeling about that? I love sales and marketing. Hello, Deb. Hello, everybody. I love it. And it's such a controversial topic, right? You say the name and everybody goes, sales. Oh my God, that's pushy. That's not authentic. And I go, really? Isn't it just life? Isn't it just being, connecting, creating value? And yeah, it's amazing. And every day I have conversations with the people I coach and they go, no, I cannot ask for a referral. That's pushy, Simon. I say, oh, la, la. Let's, let's go two steps back. Let's look at this sentence, right? Um, what, what happens when we connect? And, and what is value creation in a conversation? That is for me, Sates, actually. So just a good conversation has an impact. And that impact can be people want to do more with you. But that's the definition of sales. Absolutely. And my definition of being heart-centered is honoring your connection with people. And I wrap a context around that and frame it that it's an energy exchange. It doesn't have to have the acronym with them. What's in it for me? It doesn't have to have that thick layer of, of reciprocity. So let me jump into some questions because I've had a lot of requests for sales, marketing consultants on the show. I have been very methodical and careful 
And I just feel that like myself, you behave your brand. You've done it well. You honor people. You honor connection. And you're coming to us today from Vienna, Austria, which is on my bucket list to go to. So you never know. We might need up one of these days, Simon. So here we go. First question. You are a trusted advisor for companies like Google and Roche and BMW. Share with us and all the listeners, because we're now in 65 countries, where did that dream start in your heart? And when did you feel it was really going to come to fruition? And and I want you to peel away the business acumen here and just share with us the dream, the vision. And when did that all start for you? What's the backstory? So it, in my 20s, after I studied philosophy, I was just wandering through the planet, basically, and looking for what can my contribution really be here. And I was lucky enough that I had the chance to try out so many things. And the one thing, you know, I tried being in front, in the back, in big teams, in small teams, in no teams, to see what is my contribution here? What's my superpower? What am I here to do? And it clicked after many different things that I tried, it clicked when I was a, a strategy advisor, young strategy advisor in a team of smart people. And we had big questions that were impossible to solve at first. Questions like the BMW team asking us, we need to get ahead of our competitors. All the products are great. The cars that we create are great. The cars that they create are great. What's next? How can we make a difference here? How can we stay in the game? What is a viable path for us forward? There is no answer to this question. You have to explore that. And I did fall in love with this exploration process where you have one big question that. You know, I, I have goosebumps right now as asking the question because I don't know the answer, but I am intellectually stimulated. I am emotionally completely present. And they are so present. We would start with a three days workshop and we have to, technically it's called the strategy workshop and you have to come up with the strategy and then roll out the strategy in different countries. But the point is the emotional intensity of those three days. And that sometimes after day two and a half, I would say, people, we are far away from tackling the real problems. Maybe we need three days more. Can we stay until Sunday? And they will go, of course, of course, we can stay until Sunday. We will not go out here before we have found our path. And that clicked for me. Because when you have so much relevance, you know, not every job that I did felt relevant. Not every moment felt that intense. Actually, none of the other things that I did felt that relevant and that aligned and that meaningful. And so it was totally aligned for me. I said, this is the thing. And for the next 21 years, I did nothing else every day. 
There's a couple things that I love that you said, because I'm always up for an intellectual stimulating conversation. It's something I say almost on every episode that we've done in this podcast, and we've interviewed over 200 leaders. The key in the foundation is being emotionally present. And even though you set out a goal for three days with BMW, the team didn't get to where they wanted to be. And and you left the door open to say, do we have another three days? Can we keep going? And I think that level of letting go and being flexible is so key in this process, especially over the last couple of years and just the pressure of of navigating what we've been navigating. But like you said, looking ahead and having that CEO mindset of being a vivid visionary, it's a fun experience, but it can't be rushed. So I'm so happy that you alluded to that and that's part of your process. And I think when we remove pressure and just allow everybody that emotional presence to be, that's where creativity and innovation just really comes to fruition. So I love the way you approach that and how you shared that with us. Okay, my second question is super fun. It has permanent residency on the show. And I've asked every leader this question. It does bring laughter. What imperfections does Simon bring to his heart-centered leadership? <laughs> how much? How long do I have time? So there is nothing perfect uh, in a day of Simon. Everything is imperfect. We take many decisions. Most of them are wrong. And they are always assumptions based. So should we pick this CRM or that CRM? We go with an assumption. I think if we pick this, it will make our life easy. This will happen. This will happen. And then we run with it pretty quickly. We're a small team, very lean. We go for quick decisions. Our team is called Strategy Sprints. So we want to have multiple fast decisions. And and that's why most of them are wrong. Because of course, you could have fewer decisions and then your hit rate is higher because you, you are more accurate. But it's it's intentional. We go for imperfection. We go for what's the maximum amount of wrong decisions that we can take this week. And that might sound counterintuitive now for people. Like, yes, if you're flying a plane, you don't want wrong decisions in the pilot cabin. That's a different situation. We are a consultancy. Nobody dies if we, if we buy the wrong CRM. Right? So that's the context. For us, winning means learning as much as possible, living fully, exploring more territory, knowing more, seeing what's around the corner, seeing what's below that rock. Seeing what's behind that tree. Oh, there is another rock. So this exploratory process, that's what we go for. That's the sprint process. And if you want to explore, you have to take many quick decisions. Let's go there. Let's try this. Oh, no, let's let's pivot. Let's change direction. Let's change the game completely. We wanted to do a hike, but now we go swimming. Because we just saw water. So that's the process. And you see, this creates total imperfection. It it's built upon the premise that it will be so imperfect, but also so in the flow. And it's all around discovery. It's exploration. 
And it fits also my personality because I like adventures. That's why I'm an entrepreneur, right? I don't have 300 employees in a system. That's not my superpower. <laughs> Turned out after a couple of years, that's not my superpower. I'm much more exploratory and adventurous. So that's the intensity and that's the energy that I like to explore, to be in flow, to be outdoors and to see what happens, to cross the river by feeling the stones. And this created some conflicts because when you're a strategy advisor, there are many linear tools that you have. You, you, you have the scenario planning tools, strategic planning tools, prioritization tools, all wonderful stuff. Problem is that in reality, 95% of what an executive team has to decide is not in their control. And when I realized that, it changed everything. I, I became a systems thinker, or I call it a sprinter, somebody who explores territory with a quick feedback loops. So we start with action. We collect information literally on our body. There sticks a, a part of a tree. And so we learn, oh, we're in a forest. Instead of analyzing where are forests, we just run through territory and find out what's there and have feedback loops and have mechanisms to collect that data, to turn that data into information and into decisions. And um, uh, I pause here, but I think that's why we, we love imperfection and everything is imperfect in our day. Well, and I love that you said it's counterintuitive. A lot of decisions, especially at the C-suite level, and if we go to the top, a lot of CEOs, we've talked about this so much on the show, they have so much coming at them and they have sometimes a millisecond to make a decision or a delegation. And the last data that I reviewed in 2020 was it was in the 70 percentile. It's an inundation of information and they can't get to that level or habit of thinking that you just so beautifully described. Love, love, love that you highlight imperfection and, and using the outdoor imagery because who doesn't like the outdoors? Okay, third question is, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, multipreneurs that listen we have a five-decade span of listeners in our listenership base. So what I would love for you to do is we are all the CEO of our lives, some of us to our companies. Could you give our listeners one strategy today or share a habit that you feel is inherent within the CEO toolkit? Yeah, so it with the realization that 95% is not in my control, whether in life nor in business, I switched from planning, analyzing to exploring. And of course, I want to have some control. So the 5% I really take seriously. And I do that in form of three habits, a daily habit, weekly habit, and monthly habit. And I do this, everybody on my team does this, all our clients do this, we share the templates with them. The daily habit is how did I allocate my time today and what will I delegate tomorrow? Very simple habit, 
But if you do this every day, it takes you just five minutes. But if you do this every day, it's so powerful. Because if you ask me, Simon, what did you eat yesterday? I will tell you, oh, you are just vegetables. But if you ask me to write it down, I will find three cakes. Because memory is, is tricky, right? Is, is full of wishful thinking. So when you write it down, you see, oh, really? I spent an hour on Twitter. I just wanted to answer something. Is this the best use of my time? And so when you do that, I check for, does it give me energy or take energy from me? Does this task move the whole thing forward or just parts of it forward? And then have a clear sense, okay, this task, tomorrow it's delegated. And I first delegate to a software, then to a person, if I can not give it to a software. Because again, we want to delegate quick and have it systems-oriented, uh, process-oriented, not so much people-dependent. Uh, an organization is not a group of people. It's, first of all, a system with a purpose. And so it needs to work independently of people. People come in and out. They energize roles. They fill roles and they have functions that they take over. They will be measured against that. Um, but it's not around the people. It's around the purpose of the organization. And so the processes are key. People come in and out. They energize. But... The processes are what you leave as a legacy. So a good organization works even if you change all the people. And if and, and even if people come in and they are mediocre, but you have great systems, the organization is healthier and more resilient than if it's just built around people. This is especially important for small businesses. Don't build it around people. And I say this as a owner and founder of a company which built it around me initially, right? But I had to find out of that. And I did. And this is part of what we share with our with our clients. How you organize less around people and more around processes. So that's the daily habit. The weekly habit is what's working and what's not working right now. Are we moving in the right direction at the right pace? And that's the sprint dashboard. One very simple visualization of the marketing number, the sales number, and the operations number of this week. And it's one, one, one. It's three numbers. You see if they are healthy or not. You review it. It's half an hour of a review. Oh, this one is working more than expected. Why? Is this the strength of a person, of a process, of a product? What did we do that caused this? And you want to see the weak signals because you want to know it early so that you can still react. If you know it too late, you cannot react anymore. That's why you want to have the weak signals. I want to see, oh, this is a 0.8% of a deviation. Oh, why? Is that a lot? Is this a small deviation? Do we need to have a look at it? These are the weak signals. And then the monthly is the strategy analysis. What else can our clients do on their own? What else can our clients do if they go with our competitors? One of the things that we do are actually winning, because strategy is about winning. And um, which of our features are actually losing against our competitors? 
because we will rebalance our portfolio. Our budget will change next month according to this little analysis. The two features where we are losing, we will cut time, attention, budget from that side. We will immediately reinvest it in next month's two features where we are winning. Because if we are already winning and we put in 15%, 20% more attention, more budget, well, now we have a very strong strategic position. And you have to give us the last tidbit for the monthly. You've you've answered my last leadership question because I was going to ask you to share the the strategy sprints dashboard. So we we definitely collided there in in our conversation. What's the what's the monthly tip that you would give? And I'm sure it's a combination of the daily habits and the weekly habits. What's one thing yeah. monthly that you would encourage our listeners to do or not do? So daily, check how you allocate your time. Pick one thing to delegate next. Weekly, look at your three numbers of the week and see if you're moving forward in the right direction at the right pace. Monthly, check your features against your competitor and find the two where you are winning you will put in 15 to 20% more attention and find that to where you're losing, you will cut costs and attention on that side and immediately reinvest them to the side where you're currently winning. That's what you do once a month. We call it the strategy workshop. And with our templates, our clients can just put in half an hour and have enough of a review and, and rebudgeting. If you want to use the tool, you can grab it at strategiesprints.com. But you can do it also without the tool. It takes just a bit longer. And then, but it's important that you think about both what can the clients do on their own. So, for example, they don't hire a coach at all. They do nothing. It's also an option. What else can they do? They can hire Mike the intern to run the strategy workshop. Or what else can they do? They can hire a full-time uh, moderator or developer who does this internally, full-time, and then you compare their options if they go with your competitors. And it's it's an interesting short discussion of who are our most relevant competitors this month. Did they change? Is it the, the usual guys? It's, it's new, is it new guys? Who is it right now? And does it matter? Should we, should we change something in our behavior, in our offer? In, in the way we connect to our clients? Does it tell us that their life is changing, their needs are changing, that we need to change? That's a, a relevant conversation to have once a month. And I think what I love about the whole strategy sprints dashboard and, and methodology is you talked about processes and you talked about people, but there's an underlying authenticity and I think the bottom line or summary for me is we have to take time to figure things out. It's going back to the beginning of this conversation when you used your three-day kind of summit, if you will, with BMW. And if it doesn't work for that day, you've got the next day to look back. You can embrace the imperfection because a lot of times executives will say, are we going to talk about my life when we coach? How can you not? And I'm bringing this up because life does get in the way of work and our business, et cetera. We need to embrace the imperfection. 
tend to those emergencies or give ourselves some space for loss or grief, et cetera. And tomorrow's a new day. And I love the openness of the strategy sprints. And we're going to put all the details below in the podcast episode description. So now we're going to switch to my Fab Four and have a little fun with just Simon, not Simon, the CEO of Strategy Sprints. So four fun questions. Just the first thing that comes to top of mind, that brilliant mind of yours. First question. If I asked your family or friends to describe Simon in one word, what would that word be? <laughs> you know, I have three kids. It, depending on who you ask, you will get a different <laughs> description. But I would say they say, oh, Papa, uh, he's, he's adventure and fun. And he's like a dog who just saw a squirrel and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> I was to get that squirrel. I love that. I love that. Okay, share with us being a a global leader and entrepreneur and and CEO. Describe a book that you read in your lifetime that was really life changing. What's the title of the book and who is the author? I read many many books per week, and in. Let me pick one. Should it, should it be business, a business book? It doesn't have to be a business book. It's one that's top of mind that you thought that was really impactful to me in my life. There is a great book that I heard as an audiobook over the weekend. It's called The Power of Moments by Cheap and Then Heat. And they're amazing at writing. And it's it's very relevant for every service-based business on the planet. And they describe how experiences are at the very center of whatever your service is. And they have a ton of great examples and case studies where when you have those experiences and if you go to Disneyland, what do you remember from Disneyland? Do you remember one peak moment and the end? So I think it's very relevant. And in in my book, Strategy Sprints, there is a chapter about how to create the flow of the operations. That you you need to look at the energy points, the peak points, the breakthroughs. And in the book, we call them activation points. But the power of moments bring so many examples from so many different like Disneyland and many different parts of the world. And it's so well written that it's full of rich and, and memorable examples that show you how to create experiences that are memorable. And um, it inspires you to go through your own process and see, hmm, what happens actually in week one and week two and week three? What are the energy peaks there? What are mini breakthroughs? And how can I even design the flow of my services to reach that even better? So it inspired me a lot and I gave it immediately to many clients who are sprinting with us. And I said, look at this. It's so inspiring. Implement that into your operations. I love that. The Power of Moments is, I, I've actually listened to that book as well. And I love what you said. 
We are all in a service-based business, and I always like to frame it and say we're all in the people business. And I think the pandemic has shown that we really don't have borders with the technology and, and how we all quickly migrated to be online to continue business. And it doesn't matter what sector we're in because we're all dealing with people. I love that. Okay, my third question I'm granting you a wish and you get to have dinner with a living leader. Who are you having dinner with and what is the dinner conversation? Uh-huh. It's my kids. And the the reason why they are a living leader is they are in the moment. You know, they are zero, four and seven. And um, all of them are totally in the moment. So if... If we have something that bothers us, like, oh, the weather is bad or I just hurt my leg or something. Okay, there is one second of being very sad. But the next second is, all right, what's now? What's here? So they immediately reset to presence. And full presence. There is no half presence. It's full presence. They see the flower on the table. They see the food. They see the mood of the parents. They see everything. They see if it's fair and who is getting served first and second and third. And if we are forgetting somebody, they see everything. And it's such a level of being here. They are for me the leaders. Uh, Every day I get reminded about the divine creative nature and the full presence that we are capable of. And and the innocence that we bring, I I think as parents... We, we are the record button that is on 24 seven and, and they do watch our every, our every move. And it's fun. I have two adult girls and it's fun to see the fruits of your labor and what you've instilled in your children when they become grown. And what a beautiful answer. So before I have you close out the show with my last question, which is a sentence I'm going to ask you to finish. I believe in no coincidence. I believe in meaningful alignment and serendipity. So I'm glad our teams found the connection between both of us. And I love the work you're doing. And I just want to thank you for your time and just your authentic nature and everything that you're doing. And I wish you nothing but continued success, Simon. Thank you for holding this space for your community and showing up so consistently. Keep rolling, everybody. We're going to keep rolling. So last question is, please finish this sentence for me. Heart-centered leadership is? Listening. Thanks for joining me today on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed the show today and learned some new tools for your leadership from our amazing Heart-Centered guest. And if you like the show, we would welcome a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to. And we would love to have any comments or feedback at any time. And if you want some more heart-centered goodness, head over to our daily blog, masteringtheheart.com.